Today's show is sponsored by Miracle Made. They're incredible sheets. They're incredible bed sheets that were inspired by NASA. They use silver-infused fabrics and make temperature-regulating bedding so you can sleep at the perfect temperature. And let me tell you a little something about myself. When I first moved to New York City, I essentially went to a corner bodega, bought a set of sheets that were made out of what felt like cardboard, and that's what I slept on for like years. I thought, I guess I thought I just wasn't even worth more or like, I just didn't even know that comfort was possible. And then I started like actually realizing like, oh, I don't have to live like this and buying actual sheets that made sense. And truly the temperature regulating property of these NASA inspired sheets by Miracle Made are like the apotheosis of adult living. Like you can live with comfort, with temperature regulating. The funny thing is I thought temperature regulating was just like something you had to just deal with your whole life. That There was no sheet that could help you with that. Your body just went through wild temperatures and that just, you know, sucked and you had to just deal with it. But you don't have to deal with it because you can get miracle made sheets. They're self-cooling for better sleep. They're also, this one's really fun and it's actually really important for my husband, they're self-cleaning because they're infused with this silver that prevents up to 99.7% of bacterial growth, leaving them cleaner and fresher three times longer than other sheets. And because of that, it's designed for your skin. So it stops the bacteria so it doesn't clog your pores and it doesn't cause as much, you know, breakouts and acne, which is a big problem for my husband. Since we started using Miracle Made, my husband has just had way less of the breakouts and the clogged pores. And like I said, they're just like, luxurious. Um, They're designed for a person who's graduating from the cardboard sheets of their youth. (laughs) Graduate from those, you guys. So go to trymiracle.com slash fake the nation. Again, that's T-R-Y, trymiracle, M-I-R-A-C-L-E dot com slash fake the nation. And at the checkout, use the promo code fake the nation and you'll get three free towels and you'll save an extra 20%. And Miracle's so confident in their product that it's backed with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you aren't 100% satisfied, you're going to get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to trymiracle.com slash fakethenation and use the code fakethenation to claim your free three-piece towel set and save 40% off. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash fakethenation to treat yourself. And thanks so much to Miracle Made for sponsoring this episode. And thanks so much to Miracle Made for regulating my body temperature at night uh, with the sheets. I really love them. This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hello, hello. This is Recap the Nation, a Fake the Nation bonus where we take some of your favorite pop culture films and TV shows and we recap the bejesus out of them. Today, we're embarking on a recap of The Golden Bachelor. This is an FTN first and a Nagin Farsad first because I never watch reality TV. I honestly can't say that I've watched a full episode of a single reality TV show. I've seen clips. I'm a human person living in America. Nevertheless, I'm a bit in the woods. 
But I felt drawn to this premise because we don't really feature older adults like this and I was curious. So here we are. We're going to recap episodes one and two of The Golden Bachelor today. Don't worry. Regular episodes of Fake the Nation will still appear on this very feed on Thursdays as they always do. But for today and until this show is done, we will recap the silver foxery of The Golden Bachelor two episodes at a time. Joining me today, we just have a murderer's row of wonderfully chatty people who are brilliant and and smart, which are synonyms, essentially. And um, they also happen to be gorgeous. That's just a side note. It doesn't really affect anything, but I'm just mentioning it. Uh, we have with us, um, you've heard her on Fake the Nation before. You've heard her, you heard her on Succession Recaps before. She is an artist, a filmmaker. She's one of my, like dearest friends um she has a short at uh the uk uh jewish film festival next month called anna tevka in fact it's its uk premiere um and i've seen anna tevka so if you are anywhere in the united kingdom i expect you to take a train to this film festival and see and then like doesn't matter how is it a six hour drive is it a is it? Do you have to walk on foot for two days? I don't care. Make it to this film festival. It is the wonderful Danielle Dershlag. Hey, Danielle. Hey, Nikit. I'm so excited to be here, and I think any woman who survives menopause should not have to sleep in a bunk bed. Let's get into it. <laughs> All right, we and we're gonna get it. Oh, we're gonna get into bunk beds. That's such, that's such an exciting comment that you just made. Here we go. We are also joined by um, you've heard or you heard her on the bear recap episode. She was a bear aficionado. Um, we have with us writer, comedian. She's host of the podcast TV I say, which is so tremendous. She's so knowledgeable. She's so funny. She's so delightful. It is the one and only Ashley Ray. Hey, Ashley. Hi, I am so glad to be here to talk about my favorite new version of The Bachelor because it's day three and all these women are already wearing sensible footwear. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love this is what I this is why we come. This is why we come to Faith the Nation, folks. Um, And finally, now this is a three a three person panel, which is uh, not um, unheard of for Fake the Nation, but not common. But it is so exciting. And actually, I feel quite necessary given my utter lack of like knowledge about the entire reality TV universe. Uh, We have with us this woman. She's so wonderful. She's just like a power boss of the of New York Comedy Club. I think the technical term is head of talent development for New York Comedy Club. You've heard me talk about New York Comedy Club on this show before, recounting stories or whatever. It is truly, I mean, I'm going to say favorite club. It's my favorite club. It is my favorite club. Um, And part of the reason it's my favorite club is because this wonderful woman makes it so. Please welcome the fantabulous Candy Claire. Hey, Candy. Yay! I'm glad to be here and talk about having chairs at the rose ceremony like Natasha said. <laughs> 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 oh, oh gosh, yeah. there was a there was some uh, I, uh, there was some humor in this uh, among these ladies. And before we get into the show, I wanted to remind you that you can support the show by going to Patreon.com/slash/NagainFarsad. Subscribers get bonus episodes of the show where I feel like we have some of the foot Lucy and fancy freest conversations. So subscribe for as little as a tiny tub of raspberries from the grocery store. That's how how much it takes for you to support the show a month. Um, And then you get bonus content. It's super fun. 
patreon.com slash Nagin Farsad. And thanks to everyone who already subscribes. And now let us talk about episode one of The Golden Bachelor. In the first segment of the show, we learn that our Golden Bachelor, Gary, is a widower. He was with his wife for 43 years. Together, they bought their dream retirement home. And then the next day, his wife got sick and then died a few weeks later. Um, I mean, I was obliterated by this backstory. What happened to you guys? Yeah, I think we all we all we all felt it. <laughs> you know what I mean? But also, where is this home? Is this in northern Indiana? It's it was like Indiana. Yeah. 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 On a He's lake or something, right? There was a body of I did water. get caught up with the idea. I'm like, oh my God, this is horrible. But is one of these women gonna have to move to northern Indiana? <laughs> I mean, yeah, <laughs> typically that, like, the final person, that's, like, a big question. It's always, like, do we move to Dallas where you live? Do we go out to L.A. and try to make it happen? That is a, a reality one of these women is going to have to come to terms with. They, they will be living northern Illinois. Uh, there was a lake, so maybe off of Lake Michigan. Uh, not, not a great place, honestly. I also want to say you know. on Gary's um, behalf that he seems flexible. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like maybe they, maybe they're bi-coastal, mid, mid to let to left some some coastal whatever. You know, what <laughs> yeah. I mean? like yeah. And and we got to see like his lovely daughters and granddaughters, and they seem very like get out there, nerd. I the thing about mm-hmm. Gary is he has incredible just nerdy dad energy. Yeah, I think oh. that for me is what is just making me love him. Like when they did the little photo shoot and he doesn't even know how to pose. Like this is a man who I think is so goofy. And if a woman is like, we are not going back to Indiana, he would be like, okay. Yeah, (laughs) I think he would just be flexible. Also like he, I think, you know, he's been, I think single now, uh, widower now for what, six years or something. Yeah. And he probably just like doesn't know how to quite behave. And I think a lot of dudes, you know, I just know from like, my parents' friends who have been in similar situations that, like, they're – they kind of, like, don't know how to behave. So they are either, like oh, – either overly accommodating or, like, completely screw it up by being completely recalcitrant. You know what I mean? It's kind of one or the other. <laughs> and I think <laughs> this guy is maybe in the overly accommodating category. Danielle, what did you make of Gary? Well, you know, I am also Midwestern, like Gary. Oh, that's and, right. And yes, I thought to are. myself, this is going to be a real double-edged sword. And I and so far, it's proving to be true. Because on the one <laughs> hand, his Midwestern kindness uh. and compassion and pleasingness is what makes him such a winning character to follow, Right. But also, Midwesterners are taught to nod politely and warmly look in each other's eyes, even when we're not feeling it. That is part of the culture I come from. And I think, you know, that's complicated in this particular totally organic scenario where where tons of women are, are vying for the same man, you know. I, as he was looking into each of their eyes, I thought, ooh, if you're not a Midwesterner like me, you might think this is only for me because I am, he's from Indiana, I'm from Illinois, we're neighbors. I know that look. And it's the same look you you use when you're asking for coffee within the middle of this country. So yeah. I'm right. Yeah. Like, it, like with all of your heart, you ask right. for coffee. Yeah. So I, I, right. I, I think okay. it makes him so touching to watch. And I also think it's going to make shit complicated. Yeah, I I got this is a great point. I'm also from Illinois. What's up? Midwest in the house, Chicago, right? (laughs) But that's such a good point because it is so, so true. And I was watching it from this way of why isn't he noticing the red flags? Like, why isn't he even being a little 
Like you never see him sway for a moment on anyone, even when a woman is like kind of saying she's going to take all her clothes off in front of him. And he's just like, (laughs) oh, that's so nice. And I was like, oh, because he's from the Midwest. He's taught to just ignore the red flags, bury them deep, don't acknowledge them. And it's like, that's not going to help here, Gary. This is a reality show. Like he's crying at every row ceremony so far. And it's like, you got to toughen up, babe. Yeah, there's, by the way, just a a, like a metric ton of crying involved in this show. And I (laughs) was not expecting that from the Bachelor verse. Um, Just quick question. I think, Ashley, you're probably the most uh, capable at answering. Is the amount of crying normal? Yes. Yes. Actually, I would say there's usually even more crying, but it's usually brought on by alcohol. It's usually just like alcohol. It's like they can't stand that the bachelor is like having a side conversation with another woman. And so they start crying. This one is I haven't seen crying like this on the show before where it's legitimately (laughs) sad. I'm sobbing because like every fourth woman is a widow. (laughs) They all have like a story. They're triggered by something like, oh, my husband used to love 1950 diners. Oh, my gosh. The last time I wore a wedding dress was with my husband and they're all crying. So (laughs) I have a little more patience for it because they clearly are not feeding these women nonstop alcohol. When they gave them those mimosas so late in the day, I was like, I really hope they have Tums on set for these women because that's crazy to me. <laughs> but also, I hope everything was watered down and like, yeah. let's all, I mean, you know, you you want to give a watered down alcohol to a 40-year-old, never mind like a 65-year-old, yeah. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, right. Candy, talk to me about the ladies. So we met the ladies. Did anyone stand out to you? Like, what did you think? I mean, what did you think about all these entrances? I can give you a couple just to like, you know, jog your memory. Edith, 60, showed up in a gold lame, like kind of dress. She was very glammed up, but she was gorgeous. There was a woman, um, Ellen, 71, who said something like, Ellen, no, she said like, Roberta or whatever, we made it. And it's like, cause her friend yeah. has cancer. And like, I was like, oh God, again, more reasons to cry. Um, you know, Sandra 75, um, she did a weird Zen like chant that involved, I don't, we don't know. <laughs> yeah. It was beeped out because yeah. she was probably just saying like, fuck cunt or whatever <laughs> in a meditative format. Um, that was very surprising. Um, Candy, did any, wh- which of these did, what did you think of these entrances? Um, and which which of these women stood out to you? I mean, I thought they were all really, really clever. Um, I very much enjoyed Susan. Uh, I think she had probably one of the best lines of the thing, which is like, you see my heels? They're six inches. Like, I enjoy six inches. Oh, <laughs> oh yes. Right. I remember oh, this one. Yeah, she's the one that kind of looks like Chris Kardashian. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, yes. Um, I like her whole vibe as a person and she and kathy like has she see yeah. is that caitlin jenner like she <laughs> has that vibe of like caitlin jenner like i'm like she those does. are the eyes Oh, you t- those are the eyes of Caitlyn. <laughs> she does. She do- the eyes. No, you're right. There's something that's true. I was. I found the entrances. I mean, they were all clever. But I was. Is that what happened? Like, there's. I was embarrassed. Oh, yeah. I guess I was oh, just yeah. embarrassed. This is always I was just yeah. embarrassed. It's the most embarrassing part of the show every time because the women are trying so hard to like stand out quickly, be clever. You know, you, it's like their kind of talent show portion where sometimes they get out and they're like, I can play a flute. And then they just like hug the guy and you're like, okay, that's so awkward. <laughs> and in this one, I 
I, you know, there was uh, the woman who had the basket of eggs. I can't remember her name. April. And she, oh, April, April. Yes. God. And she gets out and is just yeah. like, my eggs are still good. And I was just like, that's that's an interesting way to go about this. Yeah. It seemed like a lot of them wanted to focus on how they were still sexually viable. And yeah. I just I was like, I don't know mm-hmm. that Gary's interested in that. You know, I think he just wants to see what kind of hobbies you do. <laughs> like, I think he also she's 65. You know. Isn't aren't her eggs definitely not? They good? are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They are not. And then I thought no, maybe I mean, it's fine. like I'm not egg shaming anyone. I'm yeah. just saying like it just biologically, was, it was misleading. I think those eggs are gone. I was also like, does, is she a chicken farmer? Like, is this some sort of and no, I think she just was like, I'm going to be. She's a therapist with yeah. like chicken and. Enthusiasm, right? So uh, you know, yes, just right. a chicken enthusiast who spent a good amount of money on a dozen eggs for this this line to land, and I don't think it did. It didn't. I, it's funny because I wrote in my notes t- to myself. I wrote, "She's nuts, but I strangely like her." Yes? Question oh, mark. Interesting. I, yeah, I, I also was team. You know what? She is not going to win his heart, but I'm in for her as a character because she already yeah. was like about the competition. She was just like. I need to stay. I don't care. I don't care about these other women. And I was like, you need that kind of energy in the house. Like, because mm. otherwise, these these women are grown women. They're going to be too nice. Like, there hasn't been any central drama yet. And we're two episodes in. Like, the most drama we got was someone being like, she took the costume I wanted, but I got over it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and even that, for me, she hung on to that for too long. I'm like, listen... Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. All yeah. the costumes are ugly, yeah. girl. But They're all ugly costumes. They cut back to her say, talking about it like three times. Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, okay. <laughs> Can I ask, did, did anyone have the experience I had on the entrances, which is Natasha gets out of the car. I immediately... Which, wait, hold on. Which one is Natasha? Natasha is um, a black woman with short hair. Oh, yes, yes. yes. She emerges the chairs. From- she emerges from the vehicle. I immediately fall in love with her. Yes. I want She's to fun. marry Natasha. And my first thought is, this is the best woman here. My second thought is, she's not going to last long. <laughs> yeah. There's just yeah. no way whatsoever. And imagine my delight when we didn't get enough of her, frankly, that first no. episode. This should be Natasha's show, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm Golden Bachelorette, if anyone's listening, Natasha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, but I. The only real moment we have with her is like a laughing exercise that she sort of forces Gary into just to make sure he won't die during orgasm. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, what else needs to happen? What else needs to occur? Right. Well, the other interesting thing about all of these women um, is that they were really complimentary towards Mm -hmm. each other. Uh, Candy, did you, first of all, they're really complimentary. It's also like, did you get the sense that these women were given the spotlight for the first time in a long time and it felt awesome? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, it, I am new to Bachelor Nation, but what I loved about it was just how excited they were to be there, how much they embraced that this experience was about to happen, and also that they really, I really felt like they felt they were all in it together. And yes. that was something yeah. I super appreciated, especially like as a woman in my late 40s, recognizing how important my my relationships with women are. And so it was yes. just so nice to sort of see this different phase of life, which is why I wanted to watch this in the first place. And that he has hearing aids because I'm dating a guy with hearing aids and deaf is like so in right now. <laughs> it's really in. It's really in. <laughs> 
Um, but I just, I love that. And, I, and I'm more excited to watch the relationships between these women develop over this show, kind of more than anything else. Same. I, yeah. yeah. Uh, so Ashley, we're, uh, talk to us again as the expert um, about the relationship between women in the uh, Bachelor. Oh yeah. Verse. I mean, it, it's rare that they really sort of team up and become friends. You know, it is a show that is built on the I'm not here to make friends vibe. I'm here to make him fall in love with me. Uh, there's also, you'll sometimes see sabotage between them. Uh, you have to remember all of these women, all these contestants on The Bachelor pay for their own clothes, their own makeup. When you see them at any sort of oh, challenge. Oh, wait, really? Oh, yeah. They, oh, bring, yeah. Okay. they bring all their own okay. clothes. They have to do their own makeup every day. Like, they have to... They pretty much like cater to themselves, uh, and in the younger version, sometimes you know, a girl will be like, "Oh no, my like diamond high heels are missing, or whatever." Someone like took my lipstick or something. There's just little moments like that where you're. It's clear people are trying to play the villain, and here I don't see that happening. I see like them sharing aspirin and <laughs> being like, "Girl, oh those shoes are so uncomfortable. Here, try my Skechers with the like Dr. Scholl's pads." You know, it just seems like a much more supportive vibe. And like I said, already we're like, it's day three for them. And half of them are already like, I'm not wearing high heels again. Like mm -hmm. they're already like wearing their comfortable pants. And and that is like, if this was the younger version, they would have all been in like prom dresses <laughs> doing that yes. photo shoot. So I absolutely love that they all just kind of don't know how to play the reality show game of being yeah. a reality villain. They mm. don't know how to have that energy. They're just like, we're all in this together, right? <laughs> and it's perfect. And before we continue with our Golden Bachelor takes, let's take a quick break to hear from our sponsors. Today's show is sponsored by Rocket Money. Ugh, folks, I mean, first of all, it's a personal finance app that helps you find and cancel unwanted subscriptions, and it monitors your spending, and it helps you lower your bills. But that's headline news, okay? What it has done for me, it has reminded me of the absolute ridiculous world of things that I have subscribed to. And why have I subscribed to them? Why have I wasted my money in such a way? And thank God that Rocket Money has come around to show me that, hey, Nagin, you don't need a subscription to an obscure Brazilian film archive, do you? One of the things that I found for me once oh, that was really upsetting was that I was paying for a subscription twice. It was an educational app. And you think an educational app isn't going to do you that way. But you know what? It might. It also lowered a bill for me. It lowered my cable bill. Yes, I still pay for cable. Don't worry about it. And then the other great thing is when you are trying to get rid of these subscriptions, you just do it with one tap. You don't have to like call customer service or whatever, all the other miserable things that you do when you're trying to get rid of a subscription. It just does it with one tap. That's one of the actually best things about it because I've had such a hard time in the past trying to unsubscribe from something myself. It lowers your bills for you by up to 20%. 5 million users. It has helped save an average of $720 a year, which makes sense for me because that's about as much as, that's about what I was saving. And with over $550 million in canceled subscriptions, that's what they've achieved. I mean, you've heard me talk about Rocket Money before. It has really improved my relationship with subscriptions. I'm going to just tell you that much. So stop wasting your money on things that you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash fake the nation. Again, that's rocketmoney.com slash 
Fake the Nation. Guys, cancel those unwanted subscriptions at rocketmoney.com slash fake the nation. Today's show is sponsored by Factor. You guys, I totally was a Factor person before they even sponsored this show because they're so delicious. And when you're constantly busy and just need a few nights of meals a week to just not have to cook, like Factor's incredible. And then for me, here's the other incredible thing is they have these delicious keto meals because I try not to eat carbs and they have these wonderful keto meals. And me and my husband have just been rejoicing in Factor meals. So here's their deal. They're ready to eat. They're fresh. They're never frozen. They're chef-crafted, dietitian approved They're also ready to go in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week. And like I said, I had like the keto stuff, but they also have Calorie Smart. They have Protein Plus. There's more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Um, I had one of their little green juice shots that I really enjoyed. And oh my God, I just remember having this one meal. It was like grilled chicken situation with like a, I want to say like a creamed spinach situation. Oh, so delicious. I remember also having like a cauliflower mash situation. I mean, they really make the veggies taste delicious. This ain't your grandma's veggies. Mm -mm. They make them fun and delicious and not at all like, oh, I'm eating healthy. It's not like that. It's like, this is fun and delicious. There's no prep, no mess. Like I said, they're ready to heat and ready to eat. So you don't have to prep. You don't have to buy stuff, ingredients, and da 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 I mean, if also, if you're like me and you're just like not terribly confident in the kitchen, you're going to love Factor. All right, so here is what I think you should do. I think you should head to factormeals.com. All right, head, head to factormeals.com slash fakethenation50 and use the code fakethenation50 to get 50% off. That's code fake the nation 50 at factormeals.com slash fake the nation 50 to get 50% off. It is such a good deal. Danielle, you know, the two of us have talked about um, directing women, older women over, you know, the age of 60 yeah. who um, in films. And what did you think of like the the kind of the spotlight being on them? You know, to be really honest with you, it's a mixed set of feelings for me. On the one hand, when do we get to see this many women in this age bracket on television? Period. At right? All. Like, yeah, it's it's exciting if a television show that we like and enjoy has two. Right. So mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. so just like that visual of getting to see women at this age who have deep interior lives, all the things that humans have, you know, that are compelling and real. That was great. Do I love that the franchise seems to have done almost nothing to accommodate this specific age frame? I hate it. Because, you know, right? Because like, listen, as delightful as it is. Talk about like the bunk beds as a prime example. So prime example, first of all, let's just say I'm 42. So I'm I'm about a couple, two to three decades younger than most of these gals. You would have had my no at you're going to have to stay up the whole night the first night. I'm out. Yep. Right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> gone. You're going to be wearing heels during that process? Absolutely not. Yeah, the whole then, time. If you're so lucky and you receive a rose after you've stayed up all night, hell on earth, 
you get to sleep in a bunk bed. Now, already, I've been removed entirely from this mm-hmm. scenario, right? <laughs> so what I thought watching it was like, on the one hand, it's delightful to see a show that true it's more focused on these gals, really, because the bulk of the time, right, is these women with each other in, in a fundamental way. But I also, it's it's painful to watch them even gently compete, compete. for one man's yes. attention. I mean, this is a franchise that I would argue does not like women, has not historically been good to women. This, the current structure is unchanged. I mean, even making them all stand there for the rose ceremony, Ugh. you know, as Natasha pointed out, they should be sitting. But mm-hmm. I want to point out, they shouldn't have to all stand in a room like they're beauty fucking contestants. These women have earned better and the show has done nothing to change its structure yeah. to accommodate them. Uh, they seem much more willing to accept that than I am. Yeah. And I those bunk beds, I'm sorry. I just have to say it, they were elder yeah, abuse. Please. It was elder abuse, those bunk yes. beds. Are you yeah. kidding? The second yeah. they, every golden bachelor woman deserves her own queen size bed, some yes. nice pairs of slippers, yes. a back massager, their own room, their own like, room a private bathroom, a nice chair they can sit in. That is what all of these women deserve, not a bunk bed. And then I I just also want to say, I just don't think production is concerned about these old people because then we have Gary go on a date where he drives a car on the highway that doesn't have working headlights. All I, like my mother is this age. She cannot it was a con- drive. It, it was nights. a convertible. It <laughs> yes. was a convertible. And they just had him on the highway, and the lights don't work. And he's just like, I can't see anything. She's like, We'll get through this. I, I absolutely just think production was like, I, we have to. Someone has to die by the end of this. That's the vibe <laughs> I'm getting. Is that they want they someone were, to die? I mean, it totally. I mean, it was. Uh, first of all, they were both terrified <laughs> in the car. Rightly They're on so. Los An- being on yeah. a Los Angeles freeway in a convertible just is hellacious at any age because it's already like scary. Yeah. It's one of those small convertibles where his head was taller than the windshield. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it just like I was like just so scared for them. I didn't like that. Hated at, it. Oh, there's like huge trucks that are gonna <laughs> eat the convertible alive. Like so it they're was breathing just in exhaust fumes. It's yeah. not sexy, not romantic. Her hair's getting messed up. And I she, just was like, why did production? Spent, like, agree to this exactly after she spent all that time with the chris kardashian mm-hmm. to like get her hair done yep. like it was yeah. so disappointing but i want to talk about something um and candy i wonder what you thought about just like the general look of the women now i've heard discussions here and there in our great city of new york of people being um disappointed that the women are so like gorgeous and I think like to my eyes the women are all gorgeous and some of them are like more I'll say Botoxy or whatever than others what do you like what what do you think of the sort of like beauty standard issues that the show is um highlighting well I think what I appreciated about it is that Everyone is very much who they are. If they are a person that is Botoxy and spends a lot of time and effort on how they look, then that's who they are presenting themselves as. If it's someone who isn't, that is more, you know, into, you know, um, like for instance, Natasha, we love a Natasha, right? Like that's a mo- very confident woman coming in, know exactly who she is. She's you know, right. not at the Botox clinic every other day. She's focusing on other things. Um, so I think that I appreciate and enjoy that while there's this women within like this 10-year time frame, they're also quite different. 
But the one thing that does stand out for them across the board is, is that they're all feeling good. Like they're all healthy and take care of themselves, but they take care of themselves in the way that makes the most sense for them. And so like, I really like appreciate that. Um, And I've never been more excited to get into my 60s. I was like. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was, I mean, I I have to, I agree with you there because it felt kind of aspirational to me. Like it's, some of them were definitely more Botoxy than others, blah, blah, blah. Like, but I also was just like, the one thing that was true about all of them was some kind of picture of health. Health within some, what mm-hmm. you know, there was like beauty standards that were maybe out of reach for some, but then there was just like this general health that did feel available to all of us. And I want to say outlook. Like they all just yeah. seem to have the kind of outlook that you want. You want your mom to have that outlook. Like you want your aunts to have that outlook. Like that's what I, and I, I aspire to have that kind of like pep in my step. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you know, they're turning it on for the cameras or whatever, but it, it does genuinely feel like they're these kinds of people, which kind of makes sense. They would self-select to apply to be, you know, on the show. But I I just, I, th- I think it's like a, I mean, dare I say that, they're great role models for the rest <laughs> of us when it comes to outlook. Um, so, okay, a bunch of women got cut. Um, there are 16 women left. Uh, Gary cries. So Faith gets the first impression rose. Um, and then in episode two, and then and then we they go to the mansion. We, we f- learn about the bunk beds. Um, we learn that they're all sharing rooms. It's a nightmare. He goes on his first date. Now, let's talk a little bit about uh, that first date. So they, the scary convertible ride culminates in a diner. Now, he's a restaurateur, Gary, um, by trade. So he wanted to take uh, what's-her-face. <laughs> <laughs> Teresa, Teresa, um, to a diner because that's where he did had his first job. As a youngster, he served French fries at a diner. Um, I thought that was really cute. They're, they seem to be having, like, a really organic conversation. Um, Ashley, what did you think of their, like, chemistry? I thought they had great chemistry. I mean, for me, there was just so much connection and similarities between them that it almost seemed unfair. Like, part of me was like, did a producer tell her Gary's entire story? And she was like... Let me mirror it. But I mean, she really did marry her high school sweetheart and it is the same thing. And I think you just saw Gary kind of like putting his walls down and getting a little more sincere when he realized like, oh, we've been through the same thing. I can be there for you. You can be there for me. You know, he shares his story about like smelling the cinnamon and that bringing him down. And or no, that was with the other woman, the cinnamon moment. Uh, But in this one, it was just like him kind of realizing like, oh, I'm not alone in this loss. Like there are women here who can support me in that way. Uh, So I all like immediately was like, I love them together. (laughs) I I think they might be my favorite like pair up so far. Uh, And then I just had to roll my eyes when production starts like piping in the don't start believing just so like obnoxiously. I love that you've changed it to don't start believing. (laughs) (laughs) Production, fuck 
fucking literally do not start believing in this don't, idea. Don't. It just... So what production... So uh, so Danielle, can you explain what production decided to do to us as, as viewers? Yeah, and remember, I, in the first episode, they did also play that song. So it is a callback to this being Gary's favorite song. Right, right. We, oh, right, yeah, we yeah. We know that with concrete certainty yes. at this point. Um, so, you know... Production is doing a few really hazardous things here. First of all, I just want to point out from a filmmaking perspective, if the lights on a car don't work, you stop production, you pull over the car, and you make sure you get a car that works. Just a thought. Um, But they're at the diner. They're having this very emotionally vulnerable conversation. I am connecting with their vibe. It feels like a good vibe. I'm also thinking, Teresa, you watched this man exchange fluids with two other people yesterday, but that's okay. Um, And then all of a sudden, it is an impromptu in quotes, totally designed by production, dance number where everyone who's working and sitting at the diner bursts into a kind of shared uh, dance that they've pre-rehearsed. It's a flash mob kind of situation. And we end with the two of them joining in as much as possible. That was a bummer to me. My, yes. my, 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 yes. my favorite moments on the show, and I do have favorite moments. I mean, I've enjoyed watching these episodes much more than I anticipated. My favorite moments are when they lean, I'm going to call it their um, hearing aid forward moments. Like I, <laughs> I love when they let these people really be real and of their ages and contend with the complications of romance at this stage of life. You know, a silly, totally inorganic, pre-crafted dance number, that is not hearing aid forward for me. That's just junk. So I didn't love that component, but I did think they had a strong connection. And I also think the show is setting Teresa up for some big feelings. Let down. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think that Uh, is coming. Yeah. Candy, what are your um what did you think of uh the the what production was doing and what Teresa like their their chemistry together? Well, I mean, I guess that's what that conversation would go like in real life at like a Johnny Rockets. Right. And, like, and there were <laughs> yes, there were yes. angles of that where I was like, is this a waitress on their table? Like, did this waitress jump up on their table as they're having this conversation? <laughs> um, totally, totally. Yeah, it, it, it was bonkers for me because, again, the same thing is like the, I was the part of this that I'm enjoying so much is that they are having these opportunities to have real conversations and people that have lived real lives. And being able to sort of understand and learn and it, it gets exciting. But it also does feel, and I actually can speak to this, where there is that element that I think is the thread of The Bachelor where you are forced to have a very intimate conversation with someone that you just meet. Mm. So yeah. it's like, oh, I've had this feeling for you when I first saw yeah. you. Yeah. But like usually they create a a an environment, uh, uh, you know, a place where you want to talk and get to know and like a beautiful sunset and it's nice. And this felt like some 24 year old PA or someone going, what do old people like? I don't know. Sock hops. I don't know. Like a dry, like a diner. (laughs) Isn't that what old people like? Let's just have them go to a diner or something. That's they love that stuff. You know, (laughs) like the soda shop. And it just felt so disconnected from like what Gary would actually want to do on a date. 
that it, it that part just made it feel so off and just again yeah, like production being like, like don't old people love stuff from the 1950s like you know that they just want to like have a glass of wine at the four seasons yeah. right yeah. like it's not that deep like they, they're not like otherworldly yeah, aliens it's like and just, so come on. it was weird that they that they forced this thing on him now I want to talk about the just the entire phenomenon of widows because I have never seen that this concentration of widows right in like the same room there's so many on this show and I guess I've never I, I gotta be honest haven't given much thought to widows uh in my general life I know my parents have a couple of friends that are widowers um and widows and you know I guess I didn't realize the intensity. It just, it feels like they are walking open wounds. Mm -hmm. And not in a, I don't mean that in a bad way, but I am, I feel nervous for them. Candy, did you, what are your, what do you feel about like the concentration of widows? Well, I mean, it's a lot. But also, I think for me, what I feel like is they're just trying to make everyone seem magical and wonderful. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, which ones had like the really bad, bitter divorce? Because yes, that's, I'm yes. sure that's coming. Yes. That's what yes. I want to know. As much as I'm enjoying, you know, this whole heartwarming thing, there is that element of reality television in that part of me that I'm like, where's these bitches at? The bitches yeah. some yeah. shit. Okay, yeah. You know what I mean? Who got hats? Like, let's yeah. talk Yes. That's yes. it. And does anyone agree with me? I think the answer is Karen. Oh, Kathy. Kath- oh, sorry, yeah. Kathy, forgive me. <laughs> Kathy. Um, yeah. Kathy, to me, really read like Upper East Side corporate disapproval yes. vibes. Even yes. when she's saying something positive, it kind of felt like a complaint. Yeah. Um, yes. Because of the way her kind of forward thrust of, of conversation. And I was sort of thinking to myself, I don't know if she's a widow yet, but if she is, I am banking. <laughs> on a really violent, horrible assessment of her former partner. That's what yeah. I think might be coming from yes. her. But, you know, yeah. that's mm-hmm. one of one. This show portrays marriage, heterosexual marriage. Like, it's always nirvana. And then it ends right. and you are destroyed for life. That, that that struck me as a little simplistic. Yeah, but Kathy, I, she she turned the photo shoot into a competition. Like, I yes. was like, girl, calm down. We're taking ugly photos, which, yes, that is... If you thought, oh, did they get a professional photographer and these are going to be nice photos that these people might want to get framed? No, these are horrible. Like they look like some kid at the mall took these photos and they all all the women have to get in these costumes. And Kathy is like, my dress is red. I deserve the red flower. I'm going to do this. Like I'm going to be so charming. And I'm like, girl, just calm down. Like, yeah, relax. relax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah, is yeah. day three. You're just taking fun photos and getting to know each other. Like try to create a special moment. And she is just eye on the prize. Also, ironically the one who complained about being stuck with a leather black leather jacket she ended up actually having the sexiest photo yeah yeah you know i I, ironically she she actually ended up really working well the thing is she fucked prince yeah what yeah oh that that was like a moment where i was like i'm sorry can we pause she's like i'm a dancer oh my god yeah she's like oh my god she's like i'm a dancer from minneapolis uh i actually dated prince he wrote the song sexy dancer about me and then they just keep moving they just keep going she says it and no one is like yeah. It was Actually, a second. Could you believe how quickly they moved on? Yeah, from I that? truly was I like, mean, I'm sorry. God. I'm sorry. Like, like this, how are all the women in the house not discussing this? Show me that footage of her right. being like, Yeah, I slept with Prince. And I mean, she looks beautiful. They show clips of her dancing, and I'm like, I believe it. 
I believe it. Wow. Well, this puts a new sp- – I mean, I, I did feel that she was unreasonably attractive. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like, can we tone her down a little? I don't, like, she's yeah. too much for me right now. She's really gorgeous. But, like, you know, okay. But this is all making sense. She was professionally uh, Professionally a gorgeous, gorgeous and slept with Prince. And, and I Okay, right. How right. is she not um, saying that every moment yeah. of every day Thank in the house? You. I yeah, would just I, be I, like, I, do you want a mimosa? Yeah. Prince loved mimosas when we were <laughs> sleeping together. <laughs> You know, I didn't actually want this outfit, but it reminds me of something I wore in front of Prince on one of our many dates. Dates, when I dated <laughs> yeah, Prince. Constantly, constantly. But I do want to say, just kind of going back to like their looks, I think a lot of people thought this version of The Bachelor would be the one where maybe The Bachelor embraces larger, curvier women, you know, as women get older, maybe mm-hmm. there would be more of that. And it is a little disappointing to see that, no, they're still sticking with, like, the skinny, beautiful, like, used to be a model, used to be an actress types. And then all they really do is in the first episode, they bring in Jimmy Kimmel's aunt, Aunt Chippy, who is a bigger woman. And it's a bit, you know, it's played for as a joke. She gets out of the car and she's like, aren't you the most unlucky man? She falls asleep on the couch. Uh, So it is a little, like... Okay, so, okay, The Bachelor still isn't ready for women who look like most of America. If you want to be on the show, even if you're, like, 75, you got to have Prince in your dating past, and then you're on the show. I yeah, agree. and I also want to say that his wife, um, yes, yes. His, his wife who passed, herself was a curvy woman. Yeah. So I thought it was strange... She was not like, you know, your typical hot model. And so I thought it was strange that they didn't bring in more people that just kind of like reflected the reality of his own life. Yeah. You know. But that's that's the aesthetic of this franchise. I, and yeah. I, 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 had, I had the exact – Ashley, pardon me. I had the exact same thought. I was just like, wait a minute. This guy was married to a normal person. Like he, he, he fell in love with a real lady. Yeah. Why, yeah. why are we putting – models in front of him because in bachelor world that's what counts right and if you think about who looks organically right in a jacuzzi in like an ad it's these women and that's the aesthetic of the show but i think it's a bummer i think it's a big bummer yeah it's like you took the risk going older why not just go all the way all the way you know typical body types but you know i think i also want to ask so natasha was cut at the end of this episode um, our girl, our girl, and oh. she and it's funny because she is an aging coach, and oh. I actually want to c- come out and say I don't know what that is. I didn't know that was a profession, but also I want an aging coach. Yes, <laughs> like, and don't you want it to be her specifically? Yeah, I want yeah. it to be her specifically, but also like, who do you have? You guys ever heard of this? Like, as a, do you know? I mean, have you heard of this? Has anyone used? A no, one? but this I is mean, the not, most brilliant thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Of. Completely. Yeah. Also, because I feel like everyone, especially in America, especially with the way things are like structured and cars and 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 dispersed families and so much social mobility that means your kid lives in London and you're here and what you know, like I think like literally people could benefit from an aging coach. And I read recently, and this is actually something that was reflected on all the women. There was a study that came out in the New York Times. Maybe you heard about it. Oh, um, cool. that said uh, something about how if you have a better outlook on life, you will live longer. So part, so a part of, so if you have not a better outlook on life, but a better outlook on being older, 
If you're just like, no, being older is awesome. If you constantly sort of tell yourself that being older is awesome, but you don't shit on being older, which is I think what we all do, mm. you will actually live longer and have a better quality of life as you do. Um, and so there's like that interesting tidbit in like longe- longevity studies. And so I'm sort of like Natasha is a little bit of the key to all of us figuring out how to have a better attitude about being older. But like how much longer would we have to live? (laughs) 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 It's like, this is great. Like this whole longevity thing and I'm all for it. But like there is going to come a time where I'm like, you know what? Mom's tired. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. Well, it's funny because I, one of the things we wanted to actually recap, one of the things I was going to recap was the, um, the blue zones documentary that's on Netflix and it's for, episodes and it's about these blue zones i mentioned it on fake the nation but i cannot stop talking about it it's there's these blue zones around the world you know there's one in sardinia one in greece uh one in loma linda california crazy um that these people live beyond 100 years or they you know they kind of like hover in that 100 year range but the key is not that they live uh beyond 100 and they're you know comatose in a thing no they're like vibrant there's there's literally Footage of like dudes getting, jumping up on horses in Costa Rica who are 102. I mean, ridiculous levels of vibrancy in people who are much, much older and they can take care of themselves. They live independently. They're happy. They're this, they're that. They volunteer. They're whatever. Just like levels of energy. They're doing like weightlifting. Like it's ridiculous. And there's a series of, um, of uh, like tricks to that trait, you know? And one of those things is outlook. They all seem to just generally be cool, fun, more chill, like happy, c- cool about being old, you know? Um, and the other one is community, which I think was, yeah. you know, um, in, in in closing here on episode two, uh, I, I, again, Gary cried at the cutting, at the rose oh, yeah. ceremony. Gary feels like he can cry basically at any point of the day. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. I but, feel like he gets teary eyed maybe like three to four times an episode. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. 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 Um, I think in regular life, it's probably he'll do a couple of morning cries. There's like a couple, you know, there's maybe two or three midday cries. You know, his eyes are a little bit drier by the evening because he's like done so much crying throughout the day, you know, and then he goes to sleep. Um, but, uh, but I, I guess there was, um, I actually, I mean, I cried. <laughs> At this at this rose ceremony, Danielle, does that surprise you in the least? Um, um, not even a little. Does it surprise you that I did not? <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, so how did you feel with um with who we have left in closing? Oh, I mean, now that Natasha's gone, I just can't guarantee I'm going to continue watching this program. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's that's the honest truth. She was my lodestar. She was my north. Um, and she's left us. And and she's left us with a parting shot that has to go down in the halls of television uh, history. Yes. Because, you know. Tell the, the people things, what she said. Right. So, like, one of the things, just to preface, that this show really loves, in my vague memory of watching it in college, is a sort of haunted, tragic exit. Right. My life has been destroyed because this man didn't choose Mm -hmm. me, even though I knew I was one of 16. Somehow I thought it was going to be me, et cetera. And we get a couple of those moments from the other ladies who've been cut. Right. There's a real sense of loss, even though there's also optimism. This goddess 
comes out of the building, looks into the camera with nothing but joy on her face. She's just been cut. And she says, production, chairs, <laughs> chairs during the rose ceremony. <laughs> there are people in that room in their 60s and 70s, chairs. And I just thought, Natasha for president of these United States. Yeah. That's how I felt. Yeah. Um, Candy, do you have, who's your favorite, like, right now? Or do you want to predict who's... I mean, I really like, I really like Faith. And I think I just, I really like her as a person. I don't know that I like her so much for Gary. I just love the fact that she is, she called herself a fun monger. You know, the motorcycle beautifully playing the guitar and singing yeah uh, rollerblading like really just like finding herself and having fun and i think she's in a mix of people where she does feel a little bit fish out of water um but i really like her but i think for gary right now i really liked nancy i so far for me the dynamic between him and nancy with the wedding dress and having that real earnest conversation and she just from both of them just felt like they were in their in their skin having that conversation and there wasn't you know dancers flying in <laughs> right, you know? right 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 yeah, yeah. yeah um so for right now that's couple wise that's kind of where i'm leaning towards um ashley who are you who are you uh, leaning towards i i was gonna also say nancy i felt like they had that same connection you know over losing their spouses but it felt so much more organic I also felt like Nancy, like she said, she was just trying to get through the photo shoot and like have a moment to herself to collect herself. And Gary went out of his way. I mean, it also obviously felt like someone in production went up to him and was like, you need to go push. Go talk to Nancy. Go talk to Nancy. Because, you know, they want to push the emotional moments between them. But he goes over and genuinely was so just comforting to her. I felt like you could feel them both open up and kind of just click over it in not a way that was forced. But at the same time, I I feel like if Nancy doesn't win, she had this vibe of just sort of I've I've had a beautiful life. I had a beautiful marriage. I'm so happy about the things I've done and I can walk away from this knowing my life is great. So I just love the energy she brought. Yeah, I would say I love those two ladies as well. I'm going to I'm going to say I'm most excited about and terribly worried about whatever date he has with April. <laughs> Um, she is of chick, ch- chicken enthusiasm fame. Yeah. Uh, I'm very concerned. I'm worried about myself as a viewer because I don't know if I can, how quickly I will like fall into a puddle of, of embarrassment. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I feel like April is in our future in like an embarrassing way. Uh, so that's where, where my head is at. Yeah. But I don't want to see anyone's grandma do something embarrassing. That's the thing. I don't want to <laughs> see know. grandmas be embarrassed. I just want them all to be like cool and elegant. And, and just like, happy. Just and like, you know, production's like, hey, that doesn't like come off great. Like, And they're like, oh, we'll do it a different way. We'll get in the take. But no, it's, I think we're going to see a lot of embarrassing moments for some of these people coming up. Yeah. Um, awesome. Danielle, I forgot. Did we get yours? I like Faith. As well, I think she has kind of a genuine, um, I, wrote, I wrote down a quote from her that I really loved, which is, I swim in a river, I drink from a hose. So yeah. I thought like, <laughs> you know, right there, I kind okay. of felt like she was worth our time. Um, I don't know. You know, I think I'm not, I'm not really focused on one in particular, but I will say I would kind of be surprised both narratively and emotionally if it's not a fellow widow 
You know, I mm-hmm. think that's really right. the way this is um, narratively leaning in the edit, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And I, I just, it makes a lot of kind of bachelor land sense to me that this will be a story of two people rising from the collective ashes of loss, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. so I would say, like, if I was a betting woman, watch The Widows. That's where I think we're headed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. WTW. Um, all right, folks, <laughs> that is the end of the show. I mean, what a remarkable first couple of episodes. What an entree into the Bachelorverse. I feel um, born anew, to be honest, uh, (laughs) with what I'm experiencing. Uh, And what I would love is for the people of Faith Nation to be able to follow the three of you and all the things that you do because you're so fabulous. So great to talk to. So smart. So funny. Um, So please tell us, Ashley, Ray, where do they do that? Uh, You can follow Follow me at the Ashley Ray, or you can listen to TV I Say every Wednesday, uh, where I have interviewed some past bachelors and bachelorettes. So, you know, if you want the behind the scenes, they'll tell you what they're putting those women through. (laughs) Ooh, yeah. yeah. Go into a deep dive. Figure out what's going on in the bachelor world. And Candy, where do they find you? You can find me on the Instagram um, at Candy Claire and in the world. And, if I were, and then also you could just see all of her handiwork at yes. the many New York comedy clubs, yes. uh, both in and outside of New York City. That's correct. Um, and it is, again, as I said, my favorite club. So, uh, you know, support it mightily. And Danielle, where do they find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at ddurch, which is D-D-U-R-C-H, or on my website, daniellederschlag.com. Uh, again, if you're in the U.K., you should go to uh, the Jewish Film Festival where you can see Anna Tevka, which is her wonderful, wonderful short film. Hopefully it'll be available more widely. And when it is, we will let you know because it is so phenomenal. I was at the premiere. The audience lost their minds. Okay. Um, and folks, you know where to find me and all the things that I do. Um, and just a reminder that I have dates coming up in Philadelphia um, at the Kennedy Center. What, what? Um, also, um, uh, other places that I can't remember. So go to my website, thegeenforce.com, where you can find all of my dates. And then also, um, Fake the Nation will be back in your regular feed every Thursday. And I want to thank everyone who makes the show a possibility. That's our wonderful producer Andrew McGuire thanks to Gabby Alter for our theme music and thanks to everyone at HeadGum for making the show a possibility and if you have any thoughts or questions or ideas you can reach to reach out to us at faiththenationpodcast at gmail.com and we will be back in your earballs next week that was a HeadGum Podcast